Welcome to Come to the Cookout, where you are all invited to join us. There's a little something for everyone, whether you want to take a big bite out of what's cooking on the grill, or just a little parch and need some tea, or just want a little something sweet. Don't worry, we keep raisins out of our potato salad. And hopefully, you'll leave with a plate full, even if you ain't bring nothing. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. On this week's episode, I'm your host, Tzombin Cleave, but y'all can call me T. And I'm joined by Brooklyn. You ready? Because I'm ready. Let's go get it. Welcome to this week's episode of Come to the Cookout. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I know I say this every week, yeah. but I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm about to tell you again. You said that last week. I would need to get your life together. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It is... You know, with trying to be creative and having like all these new projects that I'm excited about, but you know, working a nine to five, it is exhausting. I I just want to take a nap, and I don't understand how in my twenties I used to run off like four hours of sleep, two, three hours, four hours of sleep. Four hours was a long time. Like it was, I, you felt like you had a siesta for good, right? Like you just slept the whole night away. You remember those? I mean, I'm like that now, because I don't need much. As long as I get six hours, that's the max. That's the minimum that I the, that I require. If I get six, then I can run for the whole day. Like the problem with me is that now that I'm older, my six hours of sleep, I might sleep for six hours, but I'm still not getting out of bed for another two. I gotta get up. Also, because I'm older, I pee in the middle of the night now, so I gotta get up. I always drink a water to flush my liver before I go to bed, which you shouldn't do. But it's like. You you lose so much water at nighttime. At least that's what the scientists say. So I was like, well, let me put some water in so that way I could wake up on, you know, on a full tank. But no, it don't work that way. I mean, way, you're so. going to fuck around and start wetting the bed again. Ah, bitch, don't do that. <laughs> don't you wish that on me. Not today, Jesus. What's on the grill? Let me tell you, I have had a journey with my love of my hair, right? I had, I've been in New York for 11 years now. I've always had like natural hair, curly hair. Um, You've seen it from like Afro, straight end, uh, close cut, bald. Um, But when I moved to New York, I had like a short fro and I decided to lock my hair. And so... Um, I've been on this natural hair journey for the last 11 years. Um, and again, going back to TikTok, I saw a TikTok and they, it was this, this girl who was responding to another video because this, uh, the original video had brought up the argument of why black people, black women, black men get upset about non-black people wearing braids specifically white girls wearing braids and locks and that kind of thing as just like a trend and then her Mm -hmm. rebuttal to that argument she's like it's just hair blah 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 you know if you're so upset about white girls wearing braids why do you wear a weave and so it triggered me right not specifically because I wear a weave, because I, I don't. Like, all of this is mine. I, it grew from my scalp. Yeah. However, what, what, why it triggered me is the answer to that question is very simple. It Black women wear weaves or had to wear weaves because the standard of beauty was not them. So in order to get a job, you had to have straightened hair to be able to support your family like when you have an afro or you had bantu knots or you had braids or you had locks the workforce would not hire you and to this day like there we are still passing laws to negate like discriminate hair discrimination i was lucky enough when i moved here like i got a job my boss one of my bosses also had locks he so when I like sat down and saw that he had locks and I was like, oh, bet. Like my resume can just speak for itself. I don't have to worry about cutting my hair because I have locks. I think it also goes back to you were just speaking to how beauty is in the in the eye of the Eurocentric eye, right? Like I know for myself, being half black, half Latin, half Latin, like 
I've been through all the phases just as similar to you. There's times when my hair is straight. There's times when it's curly. I've been bald-headed. I've been nappy-headed. But even with that being nappy-headed, right, that's just my natural hair growing. But to the Eurocentric, it's like, why don't you tame that? Even now, when I wear my curls out, it's untamed. I right now have my hair in a ponytail because that's I get hot too easily and I need it back. But I know all the time it's like, and sometimes I do it now out of spite, right? Because it's like, this is me. This is who I am. Accept me no matter how crazy my, sometimes I might not do my hair. What you gonna say? This is my hair. Like, it is what it is. Get over it. It is a, because I think hair is not only, it's funny because I was kind of triggered when you were telling me the story about TikTok because when people say it's just hair, it's not just hair because it is our part of our identity. It is who we are. Like there is no separation of the two. Like, right. Think of all of the things that people, even, even, even going back to you, to the, um, to the question that the young woman was asking, asking about a weave. Do you know the pain that goes into getting a weave? That's something that, again, Black women specifically have been doing for years just so they could, quote unquote, get their foot into a door that doesn't want them in there anyway to do a job. Right. Then they're going to then get paid a fraction of what they're worth. Pennies on the... So when we're talking about it's just hair, you're not even putting into context the cost it is to uh, to upkeep that bullshit. When I used to get my hair straightened, I used to get it done at a school because it, because since a school, that was a way that they would learn and it was something that they didn't do that often and it used to cost me $120. I mean, I get my locks retwisted by someone else because I am I don't want to do it myself. Um, and it's $75 an hour. If I was to go to the salon to professionally get it done, it would be $600. And that was when my hair was only to my ears. The longer it gets, the price goes up. Oh, I know. <laughs> so just to sit there and when Miss Miss Barbie over here can just wash and press and move on and not have to worry about setting her, like all of the things that black beauty has to go through when it comes to setting your hair, being under the dryer, all of those things. Lord forbid if you want to do a color, right? Because our hair is naturally darker and coarser. So you have to put more chemicals in it to slap it around a few times to say, look, Heffa, I'm going to turn you blonde or look, Heffa. I'm gonna turn you red. Well, like I locked my hair, and I was like, "Oh, this bet. I, I'm a, I'm gonna go natural. I'm not gonna have to worry about product and like going to the salon and getting it done. And like it's gonna be like no maintenance. Wrong. The upkeep on this. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my God. I I I love I love my hair. I love my locks. But at the same time, when I have to wash it and do a, a deep condition or um an ACV rants myself, I want to cut it. Hmm. Every wash day is, it's like, you got to talk yourself into it. Yes, that's me every Sunday. And that, see, now you got me still thinking, because I'm still thinking about this, Hapa, <laughs> that, that has the privilege to ask, it's just hair. Because another thing that I'm thinking about too, if we want to go back to Genesis, before Africans were brought over to this country, our hairstyles, just like everything else with body piercings, etc., were a big part of our culture that signaled, that signaled like, your tribe. Yeah. So it's not all, like, when you're talking about braids, like, there's Bantu braids, box braids, like, there's so many, and I can't even think of them. Goddess braids, silk deluxe. Like, there's so many different types of hairstyles that represent class, represent tribe, represent uh, everything. So to sit here and just think, like, I'm sorry that you can only have a bob and that's all you can do. It's not my fault that your hair is oily and you got to wash your hair every day. That's your cross to bear, boo-boo. But don't come over here and asking me about why I do my hair the way that I do. You just jealous. Just stop being a hater. Just stop. Makes me angry. I'm just sitting here fuming for no reason. Maybe because I know I need to wash my hair soon and I don't feel like washing it. Got to talk you into that wash day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, let's let's shift gears a little bit. So I I had... Sure. it was this isn't really a topic per se. It just like it came, it popped into my head. And I wanted to get your opinion on in in popular media now, a lot of times what happens is that they will you'll see like uh a movie or um TV show that's based on uh characters that are pre-written in in books or in comic books or in uh uh stage or whatever. 
and they're adapted to the, the smaller, mm-hmm. the big screen, whatever. And we get diversity of cast, right? So, okay. in theory, that's great, right? Because representation matters. And I want to see... I want to see the Latino characters. I want to see the Asian characters. I want to see the African characters and the Black characters. And I want to see all of that on screen because everyone deserves to see themselves on in media, right? My question is, what are your thoughts when they take a historically white character and make them Black, Latino, gay, whatever? Um, because... My thought process is that it is great to see in in practice. However, I feel like we lose something when we are turning characters diverse as opposed to creating characters that are already diverse. Like, I don't want to see Johnny Storm from the Fantastic Four be a Black guy when you could just introduce a Black character that already is canon like you could just give me bishop instead of giving me especially if you're not going to change the print media so you're just changing the diversity to like appease the masses but then when those people that don't like read the media go and like pick up a comic book he's he's blonde and blue eyes okay so again i'm gonna go back to genesis but not the beginning of time oh i guess it is the beginning of time this is actually going to be the book in the bible so if we think about it, right, people have been under the impression that Jesus is white, right? And I don't know about you, but my Jesus is black, okay? So I think it goes back to what was acceptable at the time. So let's use Captain America, right? Captain America was created in the 50s, 60s, during one of the wars, right, to kind of get people excited, blah, blah, blah. Not to be funny, black people weren't even on a television screen unless it was black and white and we were the main. Okay, television wasn't even in color. Captain America was white. There would be no way that it, that he could be black. If you remember in the TV show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. we found out that there was a black Captain America that we did genetic tests on, just like what happened in real life. If you remember Henrietta Lacks, right? Scientists were able to make tons of health discoveries based on her DNA. She didn't get credit for that until 60, 70, 80 years later, right? They would never come out and say, hey, white people, we you know, found out this medical discovery based on cells and genes from a Black person, right? It wasn't until uh, time later where it was acceptable, where it's like, okay, now the secret comes out. So I'm going to flip it back on you, if you don't mind me asking. How do you feel about Princess Matawaka, who is supposed to be a... Native American woman. Please, First off, please, please. The fact that they chose that name is just disrespectful in general because that is that is Pocahontas, or you know, Disney princess Pocahontas. Right, her, that, yeah. that is her real name. Yeah. But do you think now that Marvel's owned by Disney, that's why they did that? Just wondering. Since it's I mean, I don't know. Maybe, possibly. But whoever whoever was involved in creating this character obviously did not run it by any of the Native American community. Hmm. Which is complete, complete. Like, it, it, I love comic books. I've been a comic book uh, aficionado. Well, not aficionado. I've been a comic book fan since I was eight years old. Mm. I love a female character. I love a strong female character. But the hypersexualization of these characters is just wrong, and they just like they. It's like they took a character and just said, how how offensive can we be? And that was my question, right? Because I think, I don't know where, I, where, where my feelings really lie when it comes to thinking about representation. Do we like representation even if it's offensive? Is my like, no, kind of no, not counter at all. to your question. Not at all. Not at all. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like Black Panther is popular now because, you know, uh, mm-hmm. He became. It was a resurgence of, of him in like the two thousands, but like honestly, when he first came on to when he was first created, he was portrayed as just like a savage. Like he didn't have the whole like Black Panther costume and everything, um, and he was just like a king of this African nation, and, and he was a stereotype because he also again is a 
black character that was created by white people. And so his, he's evolved to be a great character now, but I don't know. I just feel like there needs to be diversity in front of and behind the creative creative process, like in the yeah. development, because then you, otherwise you get these characters like Marawaka. Not, and I'm confused by her outfit because I need to understand how, what kind of gravity she she must have a superpower well, gravity. I think because her little tiny ass titties, just I mean her big ass titties are. I, she ain't got no bra strap. There ain't no. She's like side just strap that holding up her whole breast. Girl More straps. Girl, I think it goes back to like the demographic are young teenage boys, right? And so they want to hypersexualize to kind of. Be like, oh my gosh. Because I mean, I'm sure back in the day you would look at Playboy, Playgirl, whatever your choice of book was to be like, ooh, let's see, you know, or see somebody. If you saw a chiseled man, you'd be like, ooh, yay, whatever the case may be. Same thing here, right? It's like people, it's it, they're trying to play to the demographic, but I do think that in this particular moment, they missed the mark. Completely. Because they could have made a Native American character that was prideful. Like to me, I felt like they did that a lot with the Asian kid, Shang Chi. He's better now, but he was a, he was a stereotype as well. Like all you, all of these characters that were created in the sixties and seventies and eighties that are now having a resurgence have been rebranded because because now they have more of more diversity in the writing staff and they're they're getting a better understanding of what the characters should be or could be. Like Iron Fist, Iron Fist is mm-hmm. was Danny Rand. He has been Iron Fist for what twenty years, maybe more. I don't actually, I don't actually know when he came out, but he was an, an martial arts master, and he's just like this blonde haired blue eyed guy, like who like found monks and channeled the the power of the Iron Fist. And like now they have rebranded it, and there's a new Iron Fist, and he's kind of like the mentor of the new character, kind of. Um, but right. he has been he's now an Asian character. And you have diversity in the writing staff and in the in the art staff that are now like taking it in a different direction, which I feel is more authentic and better, more where it should go. Because like before, you would get characters that were quite complete caricatures and stereotypes of the culture that you're trying to write about, like um, the Mandarin. The Mandarin was basically just Bing Fang Foom with rings of power and like now they have rebranded it in marvel and it's like an organization that he's ahead of and you know it's different um but but i also think too like that like that goes back to what you were just the original question right so if that so this is my question i'm gonna again stick it to you if you think it's okay for them to now because it's 60s 55 60 years later they now have diverse people in the in the writing room. Why can't that be the same thing for instead of it being a white character, casting a black person, a Latin person, an Asian person, or the likes? Well, I don't have a problem. What I'm saying is that I think that we should just be creating those characters. We should be creating Latino oh, superheroes and Asian superheroes and black superheroes. We shouldn't just be turning the white characters diverse. I see. Well, the I mean, the only way we can change that, T, is by you getting your book out there. You have some diverse characters out there that will get us going to the movies or TV or whatever else you have planned for your project. Well, definitely. My characters are span a spectrum. I write what I see in outside, but I create that into a fantasy setting. So I have uh, characters that are inspired by Asian, uh, Latino, and Black, as well as white. Because like even white people, there's a diaspora of them. There's not just one type of white person. I'm going to start with a, a story in Florida. You know that's... Florida always gives us the best uh, stories that we can speak to. So I want to ask you how you feel about this. Um, according to CNN, they, a Florida city has fired its police chief over alleged minority first practices related to hiring and promoting employees. So last week, uh, Fort Lauderdale uh, fired, I believe his name was Larry Gritico, and I hope I'm saying that right, 
who was been a police chief for less than a year following complaints discriminatory practices. So it says that it was determined that during his tenure, which again, less than a year, that the police chief practiced an approach that was unfairly focused on minority candidates. One conversation, it was said that he said that he referred to a wall displaying former command photos as being, quote unquote, too white, and also said, I'm going to change that. When asked about the comments, the report said he said that context of the comment as being built around how do we convince the community that we are all inclusive and diverse organization if the wall is all white. Now, I'm just going to open up the, the thing to you. Do you think he should have been fired? Well, you lost me at Florida. Because <laughs> ain't nothing, and nothing good comes after that. If promoting diversity is the cross that he has to bear, like... So here's the thing. We want the diversity. We just don't want you to talk about it. But we can't point out the fact that we're not diverse because we that makes us feel a certain way. If you want to hire a more diverse staff, fine. But we can, you can't point out how we haven't done that since before you started. This is my thing. People have unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is evident in a hiring practice. As a person who works in HR, that's a training that we do at least once a year about unconscious bias. Because for example, if you see an an email uh, with a resume that says Joe Smith, and you see one that says Jose Smith, you automatically have put a picture in your head just based on how you looked at those. those Correct. I'm not hiring Joe. <laughs> Jose gets my job every time. For me, I think it's so it's it's commendable that here he is trying to do something that is in service to the community that you're serving, and he gets punished for it. Yeah, I don't. I wanted. Punished. I agree. I agree. It is is commendable that he's like putting forth the effort to make sure that it is it was a diverse staff so that you can service the, the community because that at that point you see the community can the community can see other people like themselves and then have more trust in the operations but now they've fired yeah. him it, so why should i trust anyone that's coming after him like he was trying to change the status quo and you let him go if we don't talk about diversity i cuz you just i'm i'm thinking about what you just said about we can't talk about it how do we actually make change then? You want me to be quiet, stay in the office and never talk about diversity, and then how are we going to actually hire? Because the thing is, I know just from having a diverse team of my own, when you have different people from different backgrounds, guess what happens? You have different conversations because you may have a blind spot that you're not thinking about because you've never been in that situation or understand. For example, you may drive your car every single day while I take the bus or the train. So the, my commute experience is going to be completely different from yours, which might make you just think differently or before you say something that is uh, from privilege or, or ignorant, right? It'll make you be like, oh shit, let me try something different. And a diverse staff doesn't hurt you. You're already hired. Or is it because you don't have any buddies that you can come kick it with that can help, you know, push a racist agenda? Now, that was... Issue number one. Here's another issue for you. So I'm going to play this. What's your message for voters of color who are concerned that without the John L. Lewis Voting Rights Act, they're not going to be able to vote in the midterm? Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Now, if you just heard what I heard, I think he said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, he he screamed it because <laughs> I, I have to look at myself and say i have to look at my passport i have to see if i had an african-american passport because bitch ain't we american i mean i ain't we motherfucking american i was born here let me tell you something you turkey neck motherfucker what you are not gonna sit here and do you know what you're doing and you are allowed to get away with this bullshit and i cannot tell you how frustrating it is in this day and age to see these old, we've said it a million times, why is there not term limits? This old motherfucker up here looking like looking like a motherfucking skeleton going to sit here and say black Americans are fucking voting at the same rate as Americans. Go ahead. I'm upset. Go ahead. I mean, I don't know. Whenever, whenever we talk about politics, I just get 
frustrated. And I just, I go into this headspace that the more that we change, the more things stay the same. And it's because there are no term limits. So the people that have been pushing racist ideals since the seventies are still in office. There's no, there's no, and and they fight against the new faces that come in. And so like people like AOC and Ilhan Omar just have like, it's an uphill battle that they're like pushing a boulder against because you have the ones that have been in office just like leaning back. It's just, it is upsetting and it is exhausting. And I'm not even in Congress or in the House. Like, I can't imagine what these young senators and young representatives deal with on a daily basis, like, with these people who are so close-minded that they think of us as second-class citizens. Like, you said the quiet part on a speaker. (laughs) I think what... Not that I should be surprised. I mean... It is what it is. But I think what frustrates me the most is that no one called him out on his shit. You are a sitting member of Congress who doesn't give a fuck about anything, who doesn't care about common man, which if I, I always said I wanted to get into politics, but it's always been for me to, to make underprivileged and underserved co- communities get a leg up. Because I know what it's like to be poor. Like, I didn't know it at the time. And I mean, that's the great thing about it, right? But then I see things now, like, especially with since COVID hit, like, I can't go to the supermarket without seeing a homeless tent section on the side of the road. And it used to be one person, you know, maybe asking for a dollar. Now there's tents everywhere. And, and what we're calling, quote, unquote, tent cities over here in California. That's not, that's not... What I want to see, and of course, I, I mean, I know fucking McConnell could care less because they're poor people in his mind. Because I mean, but for him to sit there and be like, it's not a big deal, like, don't worry about it. It's just, it just sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the problem is that there's, there's on both sides, there's just, people that are in office that are just lining their own pockets. They don't really care about their constituents, like, because they're getting richer. Oh, but now I'm parched, and I'm just gonna need a little sip. I keep crying. No tears. Just tea. I learned something new today. Um, you remember the movie Encanto? Which I was obsessed with. Oh, I love Encanto. Obsessed with that movie. Love it so much. Um, my friend, my friend Devin, he came over and he told me how he had watched it because we were supposed to watch it together because he hadn't seen it yet. But he he watched it and he was like, "You didn't warn me that I was going to be crying through this whole movie." And I'm like, "It, it gets you in the feels. It is. I mean, it's real." So. And Stephanie Beatrice was the main character in Mirabelle Montreal. Did you know that the song that is like the character song for the movie is Waiting on a Miracle. It's when she, she finds out that her, her uh, little cousin gets his power and the family is celebra- celebrating because the, the previous um, celebration where she was supposed to get her power, she didn't get one. So in this one, in this one, she her cousin gets his power. The family is celebrating, and they kind of like leave her out of the celebration because they are focusing on the, this kid. And so it goes into her song talking about waiting on a miracle and like, um, was why what is my worth it? Um, I'm still waiting for my chance to be special. Blah blah blah. Right. I found out today that Stephanie Beatrice was in labor when she recorded that song. Excuse the fuck out of me, what? She went in labor, but she needed to record the song. And so she was in the middle of her recording session and she didn't tell anyone so that she could finish and she had her baby the next day. Bitch, uh-uh. Now that's a, that's a strong woman. It puts so much more context on the, the emotion of the song. Well, also too, like it's a double entendre because she's waiting on her miracle which a lot of people say kids are miracles. I wonder, though, on a side note, since we're talking about Encanto, which makes me think Lin-Manuel, I wonder if Disney was disappointed that the Moana soundtrack wasn't as big as this one. 
Because they, I, I feel, because this is my thing. I feel they put so much marketing and budget behind Moana and Lin-Manuel doing that. And this one really was under the radar. I don't feel like they really promoted it whatsoever. It came out on Disney+. Plus. They was like, hey, bitch, here's a, you know, here's a bonus track. Like, and look at the, look at the impact Encanto had globally with no promo. I think that it has something to do, like, don't get me wrong. Lin-Manuel is a proven hit maker. Like, he can write the hell out of a, a hook, a rap, and he pr- can produce some music. But I think the issue is when you are doing these movies that are culturally centered, I think that you should have the composer be from that culture. Like this, uh, the, Moana was Southeast Asian, Samoan, uh, Hawaiian, and they have their own rich musical history. So I feel like you should have had someone from that culture do the soundtrack. Yes, he could have had, he could have did the song, like her big song or whatever. But I think that the success of Encanto is because he is Latin. He's Latino. And so he then went to Colombia and like worked with Colombian artists and like brought in the instruments and the the feel of Colombia when he was making this music that he, that resonated with him because of his own Latin heritage. I feel like if they had included um, other Southeast Asian or Pacific Islander composers then it would have been a different because because then you would have had that community like embracing it and lifting it up more like they so are you saying that you should have been a little bit more authentic yeah are you telling me that authenticity sells yeah look at black panther black panther we we showed up and showed out (laughs) for black panther and that soundtrack (laughs) hit kendrick lamar showed showed out on that soundtrack that whole soundtrack was well put together. And just like this one, but I think it's to your point, when it's something that's authentic, you can't fake it. Like, you can fake it if you want to, but people are going to see through that and they're going to know that's not it. Like, even with Beatrice, going back to her, like, the fact that she's quote-unquote waiting on a miracle, when she's singing those lyrics, she means every single word and hitting every single note. Because like I said, she's waiting on her miracle, whether that be getting this completed so she knows that she has a check, maybe she hasn't had a, had a check in a minute. Maybe it was because, again, she's pushing out a, a human fucking being that grew inside of her for nine fucking months, tearing up her ass because she knows, again, pregnant women, I feel, women in general, you will always get a kudos from me because I don't know how you're going to expand and let bitches kick you inside your stomach, push on your rib cage. But, you know, so her being off her authentic self, shine through no matter when you listen to it because at the time of recording that shit was true and it comes through Mm -hmm. so um have you heard of this director named jane campion she's the director of uh power of the dog Uh, she's like the front runner for the oscars this year you know i i've heard of her she is an acclaimed director she's been like winning all kinds of awards and she recently was accepting an award venus and serena weymouth were were in the audience because of you know they're there for their film king richard that was about their father in her acceptance she goes and she says uh give my love out to my fellow 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 the guys the nominees and and you know Serena and Venus you are such marvels however you do not play against the guys <laughs> like I have to <laughs> the face that Venus gives her like again black women just existing got to be pulled in the conversation that won't even about us like we, we just we just here trying to mind our own business and, minding our business and you know maybe win an award for the the project that we are so excited of about uh, and the backlash from the people about that film is a whole other thing i don't understand the, how people can take a film that they produced right about their father to like highlight the fact that he sacrificed and pushed them to become the women that they are today and try to center their story for them when it's a project that they created like people are up, upset because how dare you show a father how, how dare you show a black father in a positive light 
even though it's not positive, positive, but like, how dare you show that your father was in your life your entire right? Like, years. why, why is, why isn't the movie about Venus and Serena? Well, it's because they're paying homage to their father. But that's beside the point. Getting back to yes, Miss Campion, mm-hmm. she made her comment, and uh, apparently she's, I mean, uh, she's apologized since, and there's been like pictures of her like embracing Venus, but it just goes to show like we. We we can't even just exist in uh, in our own space without being pulled into something that has nothing to do with us. You couldn't just be on stage and accept your award and be happy for your accomplishment. You have to pull these two black women into your your thing. Why? It, what purpose did that serve? I wish I could tell you. What I will say is, it speaks to. I don't know if I can say this since I'm a, ma- a man, but I, it speaks to white feminism in the definition of white fe- feminism because it always speaks to how woe is me, I need to be held up to the same level, but I'm going to step on the backs and necks of black women to get there. Look at the Women's March, right? You had all the people out with their pink pussy hats on. But let it be a, a cause that Black women need assistance with. For example, going back to Beatrice, even though she's not Black, how Black women have a higher mortality rate when giving birth. Because they, doctors don't want to listen to them. Yeah, they don't believe their pain. Like, wh- where, where are, where are the, the, the white women allies then? You could have got up there and just accepted your motherfucking award. That's a, a, a great achievement. In and of itself, that just by itself, you've made you have beat all these other people. You've created a project that you can be proud of, and instead of centering your acceptance on that, you have to make this comment that backhands two other women who are like in the room for a similar reason. They're they're they just want to celebrate their film. Yeah. It's very frustrating to me, and that's why it's hard for me to it's hard for me to sit here and give her grace. I, I've been that's been my theme of the year is really working on grace and giving people the grace. But what I don't have time for is when bitches come up here in to brighten your light, you try to dim mine or my people, and that's what frustrates me. The pro- the problem for me is that now that mars my opinion of you, right? Because you won this award, right? You're the front runner runner for the Oscars for Best Director this year. And if she wins, she'll be the third woman in 93 years to win that award. However, all I can remember now is that you made this comment about Venus Serena when it was not necessary. Like, I, 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 I don't even care about your accomplishment. Yeah, I I agree. I have no other words. Let's change subjects because now I'm up, now I'm fr- frustrated. I, I've been upset. So ever since you told me about the girl talking about it, it's just here. <laughs> no, bitch, it's not just here. <clears throat> Sorry. I wanted to get your idea. I know you don't drive because Lord knows, y'all, because our man got his driver's license in ages. He had one. I feel like ten years ago. When's the last time you had? A I mean, it's been longer than that because I've been in New York for eleven years. Oh, bitch! I'm gonna need you to get your life together. So the reason why I brought it up is you've heard about gas prices. Yes. <laughs> you can't escape it. I don't know that life because I have an electric vehicle. So I don't have... It's I don't, electric. I don't, even, I don't even look. I don't even look at a goddamn uh, thing, child. <laughs> I get out at a, at a gas station to get me a, ice, a bag of ice or get me some ice cream and I just laugh. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> bitches. Um, but, you know, with gas prices increasing, I was intrigued by an article that I was reading about Klarna. You know Klarna? So you can like buy clothes or whatever and pay in installments. Yes. Well, because of the skyrocketing prices, the app sent out messages to its users to let them know they've partnered with Chevron and Texaco to make gas affordable over a six-week period. Oh my God. This will allow you... No, no, I'm not done. This is going to allow you to purchase gas and pay for it in installments. What in the Sam Hill? Uh, that's what I was like what the fuck I said this is some bullshit I said there is no way in hell I'm putting my gas on a payment well, I, I mean I've seen people that are like 
gas is too damn high. This is my new car. And it's just like their luggage with an umbrella. Because <laughs> they're like, I, I don't have the money to pay for gas. So put your gas on layaway, hon. That's all I can say. Put it on layaway. Now, I need some appetizers. So I'm going to get me some. Ooh, is this raisins? Raisins in the potato salad. You don't see that every day. Look, it has been a rough week, a rough couple weeks, a rough uh-huh. month. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Russia and the Ukraine is happening, and we have uh, an American basketball player, a member of the WNBA, who has been arrested in Russia, um, and is being held and I've just found out that her trial has been extended till May 19th. So she is currently in prison in Russia. Uh, so what I think they're, and a lot of people think what they're doing is they're using her as a pawn basically for, to um, alleviate their, their sanctions because they're making it harder to bring her home. She was arrested because of she had a vape pen and she had hash in the pen which is illegal in russia which i don't know i just feel like when i for personally if i am traveling i am not trying to do anything that is could be even misconstrued as illegal when i am overseas because the last thing i want to do is be trapped in somebody else's country in jail but I'm going to stop you right there, though, because I don't. She wasn't traveling, so when the WNBA season is off, she actually plays for the Russian team. So she's an employee. So my my personal belief is that this was a setup because Putin is quick to do some bullshit like that. Because to your point, he can try to use her as a pawn. The problem, though, Mister Putin, is that America don't care about black women. That's true. So. I, I don't know what you think you're going to get out of this. So, okay. And you can extend it all you want. First of all, she's been there. Have you heard anything except for drips and drips of information come out? Nobody. nobody I don't see no free Britney signs. Let's go get Gardner sign. I don't see none of that anywhere. I don't see no outrage. I don't see no no nothing. But go ahead. May 20th. I get. I, I, what's today? Today is March. I'm going to bet you. That in May, it's going to get extended again. Ain't nobody going to care. Now, when the WNBA season comes, maybe there'll be a little bit more, you know, attention because she's a star on a team. But ain't nobody going to care. Except for us. Our people going to care. Yeah, Al Sharp's going to be... He'll get his stuff together, so... Where he been? He She been there for at least, I want to say, either four to six weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. Ain't nobody care? Anybody worried about her? And that's why that's why it gets that's why for me it's like yes, she may have had a vape, which sure, but I can't imagine her doing hash because, I mean, you got to get drug tested over here when you come back anyway, and it would still be in your system in theory, right? So I don't, I personally think it was a setup because he's crazy, and he is maniacal like that. I know one thing: if she does make it back here, I wouldn't, ne- I would never go back. You won't see me. I won't. I wouldn't leave American soil. I'm not even going on vacation. Bye. Nope. I see you when you get back. But you need money too. Like that's the thing. Like think about it. That's her job. Like that is her. What she she's done this. I want to say for like maybe ten years. Now. I understand. So it's I like, understand. That's... However, after living through this ordeal, if she gets back to the U.S. If yeah. I get if I this happened no. to me and I got back to the US, I will work at McDonald's for the rest of my life. I don't give a goddamn. <laughs> hey Brittany, what's going on, girl? Nah, what, can I get a big Mac? You want to supersize it? <laughs> Apple pies are two for no, one. That's true. That's true. Oh <laughs> uh, well, prayers out to her and her family, because we do obviously want her to come back safe and sound. I think like I'm waiting to see because there's been like conversations about having proof of life sent over. And I, I want to see if, if if they send that at some point and we see that she's fine. I have a feeling they probably just have her in a normal like jail, but they're probably treating her right. Because like I said, they, she does play for them. So she's almost like a celebrity over there. So I think, you know, I personally think she'll be all right. 
Um, and again, I don't think why Putin thinks that one black woman is going to save America. I mean, we do say black women do be at the forefront of most of these things. However, yeah, but you ain't got Michelle Obama. You know, like, it... Get the right one, child. Get the right one with some clout. You pulled the wrong one, bitch. Well, you know me. I'm the media person, so I'm going to bring you some media stories today. Where do I want to start? I'm going to start with HBO. HBO Max. Now, first of all, HBO Max, when you bitches came out, Y'all promised us the world. Y'all promised y'all gonna give us all these things. Now I'm hearing y'all gonna have a tier with some ads. Bitch, the whole reason why we pay you money is we don't want to see right. ads. I don't want to see a commercial, bitch. If I wanted a commercial, I'd watch regular cable TV. You are supposed to be a premium TV. We Even if I had look, cable, I wouldn't see motherfucking ads during a shop. Look, at this point also, I'm about to go back to cable because it's 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 more beneficial than paying for <laughs> 20 streaming channels. <laughs> That's what I think they want you to do. HBO is here to, to help because, to your point, they understand that these streaming services are getting out of hand. So recently it was confirmed that Warner Media, which is HBO uh, Max, and Discovery are going to merge together into one mass. I have been wanting to try Discovery Plus because like, they have a lot of A&E and shit on there and all the, all the animal shit. However, I was not going to pay I think they're only $5, $6, but I wasn't about to do that. Because them $5 add up. So at some point later on this year, uh, supposedly between April 11th through April 28th is when the deal is supposed to close for the two companies to merge. So I'm wanting to know, with all of these media companies merging, do you think that we will see more consolidation in the market soon? Because think about it. We still have Peacock. What's the other P1? Peacock and Paramount. Paramount Plus. And Paramount is Paramount and CBS already merged. They merged two years ago. Yeah, and then you get Nickelodeon on Paramount Plus and BET, but like classic BET, not BET Plus. What? Don't give me. St- okay, so can we pause for a minute for black people? Black entertainment television. Who are you trying to sit here and bamboozle? I, as a black man, said, you know what? I'm going to support a black network. I give these bitches my $9.99, whatever it is, because it comes out of my iTunes account. Do you know that I can't watch shit on BET? I can only watch things that are quote unquote BET plus. Do you know how frustrating that's like saying, hey, you have subscribed to McDonald's, I don't know, monthly thing. But unfortunately, you can't get a Big Mac. Bitch, what you think of what why do you think I'm I'm subscribing to McDonald's? No, you subscribe. I want a you scri- subscribe to McDonald's so you can get the Big Mac, but you don't get any fries. Bitch, do you do you know how upsetting that was? Like, luckily, they've had a okay programming because they had, like, First Wives Club and shit like that. But, like, there's certain TV shows that have been, like, BET's been getting better with their programming. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this tonight. Bitch, no, I'm not. I got to wait. And what's also pissing me off is, like, the Miss Pat show, which was a BET original, they're now playing on BET, classic or whatever you want to call it. But why aren't you doing it the other way? Because I don't mind waiting to watch something that's on BET if you're going to add it to BET+. The whole reason, when I went to Essence three years ago, y'all promised me the moon. And I ain't even getting a goddamn star. So fix it. Fix it, Jesus. Got my blood pressure up. I, don't, I wish I could uh, help you there, but you just got to spread your money out around. Speaking of spreading your money around, let me tell you about the other bitch in the media world that's working my nerves. That's good old Netflix. Hmm, or whatever the fucking sound is when you turn it on. Dun-dun. Fuck that bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't like that hooker either. Because what this hooker's about to do, she's about to start testing fees or charging fees for subscribers who share their passwords with people outside their household. Now, bitch, let me tell you, that's the fastest way to get me to cancel. Basically. Because the whole reason why we're sharing passwords, bitch, is because your shit is garbage. It just went up, also. Again. It's, twice because it went up late last year or like middle of summer of last year so you went up twice within like a six to eight month period that's bullshit yeah it's now if 50, you it's now try another 49 a month currently because I, I just logged in yesterday and they were like well we are going up and so i saw a, a hack on a hack on tiktok tiktok and they were like oh just click on the, the fine print and it'll it'll be uh, it'll still be ten forty nine. But the, what they don't tell you is that when you do that, that just 
that just brings the the speed down to 720p so you don't get hd and who the fuck and who the fuck is trying to watch something in 720p when we all got 4k tvs because even the 1080p when you have the the one that does four screens still isn't giving you 4k so something has got to motherfucking give to tazama's point from earlier because bitch if i wanted to be in a toxic relationship i would have stuck with cable basically because them bitches every month was trying to be like, oh, we go, do you want this special one? Do you want Showtime for three months? Do you want HBO for three months? Do you want Cinemax? Remember Cinemax, bitch, when they would do the night now? Do you want Star? Fuck you. Netflix, you about to lose your guy. Now, mind you, just so we're all, all aware, they're not testing it in the U.S. yet, but they are testing it in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. Uh, the whole purpose is they're trying to see how, you know, they want people to share accounts and make it easy and secure, but they also want a little bit extra dough. To your point, they just raised it again. How much do you want my blood? Do you want my firstborn? What up? What well, else do you want, bitch? There's gonna be a mass exodus if they raise again and they start charging these fees because, like again, you're like you like you said, they don't the content isn't there. Like they have the the problem is that they have so much content that comes out that people don't watch it. Because you have too much to right. choose and from. I think that's their problem. You have too much to choose from, and then when you do choose something nine times out of ten, it's not the best. Like and it's so not. for me, like I tend to watch like a certain genre of things, which is like mm. superhero shit. And like now all of the Marvel stuff is on Disney Plus. So I'm like, do I really need Netflix? Because right, I, I can mean, live without like... I can live without Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. And I mean that'll be on HBO Max soon because DC is technically them or Warner is technically them. So just like once this deal goes through that we were just talking about between HBO Max and Discovery, I wonder how much longer. Because if you go to HBO oh, Max, they have a whole DC section now too. But Shonda Rhimes is on Netflix, though. But guess what? I will. I will do a free trial. Do you know, Boo Boo Girl? I have so many emails. I don't. I don't mind making a quick email for you, bitch. We can make an email. You can watch. You can watch eight episodes in a week. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing like. Don't get me wrong. Like last week, I watched Adam, uh, the Adam Project with with Ryan Reynolds, your boo, and it was cute and all. But it's like I could have waited to watch that on. Like I could have went to the movies. Like it's not. It wasn't something that like was oh my god the best. And that's what they're trying to do now. Is they're just trying to get the stars in there to make you like tune in. But the the stories are garbage or like just blah. You know what I mean? Like, I watched it, but I was like, I would want my two hours back. Like, if Ryan Reynolds wasn't in this, would I have watched this? Probably not. Yeah. So, just some things to think about. She ain't bring nothing. 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 Well, you know how we were talking how we were talking a couple weeks ago about my girl Tabitha Brown, how she is coming up. What? She's got her own cookbook, and she's all over the place and she is you know blessed and no stress and there was a particular uh television host that had like said some things about her like insinuating things about tabitha's marriage um and we haven't really seen much of her lately you know her show has been uh had a lot of guest hosts and there's been a lot of speculation about her own health um and in case you don't know, I'm talking about Wendy Williams. Well, I'm here to tell you that Wendy Williams has been speaking out. She had a she had a NBC News exclusive, and she is here to tell you that she is she's fine, she's healthy, she's ready to come back to work. This is what she had to say about her health. Health is very well, and um, I actually have had a few appointments. You know, I'm 57 now, and I have the mind and body of a 25 year old. Um, people asked, they were asking her about like why she's been on such a hiatus and she's telling them how, you know, when she, when other people run the narrative, they, they make up lies. Talking about she got, she has the mind and the body of a 25 year old. Did you hear that part? I did hear that Do you know part. I fell out my chair? I said, she's 57. How you cut it? You didn't even cut it in half or maybe you don't <laughs> know how to do math. But you, you, so you, you younger than half of your age. How the fuck? What do you do that at? That must be some good shit. Age ain't nothing but a number. And and for her to sit here and talk about narratives, wasn't she on her show pushing narratives? I'm confused. So now you calling the kettle black. Make it make sense. Well, again, she's making her own narrative now so she can say what she wants. It's funny that you brought this topic up because I also wanted to bring up something too. 
And then I'm going to play a clip of her talking about her bank. They say that I need somebody to handle my account. And I don't want that. I want all my money. I want to see all my money that I've worked hard for my entire life. My entire life. I don't lie. I don't cheat. And I don't steal. I am an honest, hardworking person. Let me tell you what she sounded like. She sounded like she coked out or something and going through withdrawals. Because why are you repeating yourself? So just in case you weren't aware, she's actually in a fight with um, Wells Fargo, her bank, to try to get... Because the bank said that she needed uh, a conservatorship similar to Britney. How is the bank making that decision, though? So there's been concerns about her health, which have not only, obviously, the, the rumors that we heard online, but a power move over Wendy's bank. So according to documents previously obtained by page six, Wells Fargo requested a court hearing to determine whether Wendy's coins need a handler. The move kind of reported came after Wendy's former financial advisor, Lori Schiller, made allegations that the host was of unsound mind. Court documents also say the bank requested a conservatorship because it believes Wendy is, quote, a victim of undue influence and financial exploitation. Now, like I said, what I what you just heard, you said she you heard her say she wants all her money. Um, but she did share while she was on uh, the news that her bank account has been frozen. This was um, reportedly supposed to be put in place to prevent her from handling simple responsibilities like the mortgage uh, and employee payroll. And that's why she was like going off saying, how dare they? So our girl, Wendy, she's back. What do you think? You going to be tuning in for this mess? I mean, I wasn't tuning in before she <laughs> So, uh, no. Mm-hmm. I just well, don't like, I don't. Anything else? Sir? I feel like when she left radio, like that was, she went downhill from there. Like I wasn't really a, that big of a fan of her show in general because it's like she just tries to be to shock you like with her take on and it's just it just comes off as mean for no reason I mean I guess but shock jock radio has been around forever like if you think about Howard right and he transitioned to Sirius or whatever that is called um, Perez was like the first shock blogger right and now he's obviously found the light found white Jesus and he's you know on the straight and narrow. Well, I will not be tuning in. I hope her the best, and I hope that everything is well, and she's in the best of health. Um, but uh, I will not be part of her viewership. I just need a little something sweet. I got myself a little candy tonight. Well, you know, as it's comes to the end of the meal you know i kind of want to end on a high note and i don't know about you but i just want something to just like satiate my my, my taste buds um okay and i feel like with the way the world has been recently and how all over the weather has been uh i'm just looking forward to the springtime i don't know about you but like over the pandemic i have been i have fluctuated i at at the beginning of the pandemic i was like i'm gonna get in shape i'm a i lost 50 pounds i was looking good trim and then last year hit and all that if not all of it most of it came back but like i feel like walking around the city today it was it was kind of gloomy, but it was a nicer weather. I had, like, light jacket weather. And I'm looking forward to just, like, taking a walk in the park, going for a run. Like, just the, the cooler weather. Like, looking forward to being out and letting the world inspire my creativity. Oh, tell me more. Well, I don't know. I just miss, I just miss like, riding in the park. I miss going to... Oh, just sit under a, a nice tree and think about the world that I'm creating and the stories that I'm trying to write. And again, the representation that I want to put out in the world. And so my song sweet this week is just looking forward to springtime. It's a, it's around the corner, but quiet as it's kept. They say it'd be snowing over there in New York. So 
you, you want some of that snow during the first time don't too? be don't be putting that out there because it does snow in the in the springtime. <laughs> so don't don't be calling snow to me <laughs> i just i want you to be able to be in a nice winter coat bundled up looking at the tree see <laughs> you praying the wrong prayer i'm gonna pray the opposite of that prayer and i'm gonna pray the opposite of what you pray mm-hmm. <laughs> uno reverse oh lord <laughs> Um, I think for me this week, um, I was going to talk about it in the politics section, but I thought it was more something sweet for me because, you know, I'm petty. And if you know who else is petty, Mother Nature, I was just getting on you about the snow. But uh, what's that in Florida again? So sorry, Florida, Floridians, y'all gonna hate us. And I'm sorry, but y'all just have so many crazy things that happen. I can't help it. I can't help it. But you know how the the uh, representative Joe Harding, he's been in the news a lot lately because of the "Don't Say Gay" bill, which we've talked about several times here. But uh, what I really wanted to bring out is, um, oh, how do I say this? He was in the news again over the weekend. What happened? Well, Harding was not home, but other family members were. When a tornado touched down. Oh, and damaged his home. And I said, you know, no, no. Now, let me be clear. I'm not wishing harm on him. Wait a minute. I just want to be clear. No one in his family, nobody in his family was was harmed. Uh, the house did suffer damage. Um, and so, you know, I just, I just want to say, don't say gay. And guess what happens? Mother Nature said, bitch. Hey, hey, girl, what you doing? <laughs> that's what she said, and that's all. I, that's all I want to say. It's you know, it's it's karma in its own beautiful box. Well, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Come to the Cookout. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. If you have any questions, you can email us at Come to the Cookout at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tizan Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. How about you, Brooklyn? And you can find me on all socials at Brooklyn, like the city, Gabbana, like the designer. You are always invited to our cookout. Now y'all come back now, you hear?
Well, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Come to the Cookout. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. If you have any questions, you can email us at come to the cookout at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tizom Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. How about you, Brooklyn? And you can find me on all socials at Brooklyn, like the city, Gabbana, like the designer. You are always invited to our cookout. Now y'all come back now, you hear?